You are now tuned into the Antidote Podcast with DJ Graphmatic and Paulie Dance. Subscribe now and please consider leaving us a 5-star review. Take the Antidote. Fucking <laughs> the one, the only 
The one, the only. <laughs> the fucking myth. <laughs> <laughs> the myth in the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we back for another episode. We're going to talk about this time uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. We got the teams all selected. Everything is shaking out. We're here um, after some wild games. And actually, these last two conference championships were some pretty much some blowouts. Um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, so well, except for San Francisco. But it, it, man, I think we got probably the best. Uh, Super Bowl matchup that we were expecting. I think it kind of shook out after the first eight games. We kind of knew who was going to be there in a sense. Um, so now we got the matchups and everything is set. We got San Francisco coming from the NFC representing, had the best record in the NFC this year. Um, really went through, uh, to me, they're kind of battle tested. What do you think? Yeah, man. Uh, it's It's a great matchup. I think we've got two great coaches in here. Um, we got one quarterback that's great. The other one I don't like too much. <laughs> yeah, the other one's kind of mid. I will. We'll get into that. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think it's a great matchup for the Super Bowl. Um, you've got one of the most potent offenses of all time, led by one of the most potent quarterbacks of all time, against you know, uh, the strongest defense in the league consistently throughout the entire year. Right. And uh, still a a pretty prolific offense, though, too. Um, You know, they they put up 50 points, I think, what, twice this year? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the offense can – if the running game can can get going for San Francisco – they can't put up 50 points, but it's definitely a great matchup. Um, start off on the San Francisco side. What what does San Francisco need to do to win this game? San Francisco needs to control the clock. You yep. keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline as much <laughs> as possible. That's To me, that is the only key to the game, um, or the main key. There is a couple more. Um, but the main key to the game is if you keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, the more likelihood that do you have a chance of winning? Um, And the losses that we've seen, the time of possessions or for Kansas city's losses during the entire year, um, the time of possessions were pretty, uh, pretty far apart. Like they're in it. We know how quick they can score. It's not like they need a lot of time of possession to score. But if you're talking where you keep a guy like Patrick Mahomes on the bench, um, and you can control the majority of the clock, that's going to give him less opportunities to make those plays, and especially versus really good defenses. Um, it, it's a little bit more of a struggle. If you can keep it in the mid to low 20s for that game, you have the best chance of beating him. Um, it's when you have them scoring every drive like they did against Houston <laughs> in the second yeah. half. Um, or it's from the second quarter and basically on, that's when it's it's a struggle. Um, so the, the the next big key for me is limit the turnovers. Do not give them opportunity to put the ball on the field in a great spot. Um, Garoppolo has to be turnover free. He can't throw picks and he can't fumble the ball. He cannot do either of those if they want to be successful. Um, same with the running backs. They can't put the ball on the ground either. Um, and my last key to the game is run the ball, run the ball. Um, I think Casey's defense is still susceptible with the run. 
Um, I yeah. feel like a lot of teams haven't effectively tried to run against them like that and use them in the ways that San Francisco does. Um, we try to see, you know, Tennessee, of course, they, they try to do things, but they, they don't have a swing game with Derrick Henry. He's too big. Um, <laughs> you got a guy like that trying to catch swing passes and do all that. He's not, he's not as great in that style, but you got guys like Monster and, um, Tevin Coleman's questionable with a shoulder injury. Coleman so. is questionable. Brita, Brita also has that, uh, that breakaway ability though. Yeah. Definitely. I think they're actually good when it comes to the running backs. Like I think with monster and, and Brita, they can still make a lot of plays. Cause when Tevin Coleman was out, that was who was carrying that offense anyway. So definitely. And I, I think I, I mean, I agree with you on your keys there. I think in order for San Francisco to win this game, they're going to have to, come out to a lead early. Yep. Come out to a two possession lead early, but maintain a close game with the lead. Right. Um I think Houston's problem was they they were up like 24 nothing, right? In the first nothing. quarter. Yep. And so at that point, Casey's in fuck it mode and it, you know, they're already basically playing in garbage time at, at that point and no team can score as quickly as Casey. Yeah. Uh, Casey you know can also Casey can also stretch out drives and have long drives too. But if you put them in a position where they have to score quickly every time, then they're more likely to score quickly every time. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're only up by a touchdown, they're not as dependent on moving the ball so quickly. So they're gonna tr- they'll play a slow game with you, uh, especially utilizing Damian Williams as a bell cow through the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so if San Fran can can get like a two score lead and then maintain like you know a four to ten point lead the rest of the game, they should win. Um, yeah, but if they get ahead too far, that becomes an issue because you know KC can score in bunches really quickly. Um, but or or if they do get in a far lead, just you can't let off the gas. You can't let off the gas. You got to keep going. Um, not necessarily making bad calls. Like and I think Kyle Shanahan down, definitely but, understands that blowing right. a 28 to three lead as the <laughs> coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons a couple Super Bowls ago. Right. I think he learned that really quick with that for sure. <laughs> You're not lying. Um, he's got to be able to, he's got to be able to keep the foot on the gas and, and let him know. I just feel like, uh, San Fran's D <clears throat> will give them enough to keep that game in a point where they can continue to do it. I think we watched it with the Saints game, um, you know, when those teams are both putting up almost 50 points. So it doesn't mean that the San Francisco defense is invincible. It just means that they're going to put you in enough positions for you to score to continuously keep scoring. Um, yeah, and the defense needs to kind of stay rested and the defense needs to stay aggressive throughout the whole game. Um, right. Putting spies, putting spies on Mahomes, um, as well as I think another key is too is if you can take out Kelsey to me, that gives you the best chance. Kelsey is his safety valve. Every time he needs a big play or he needs a first down, that's who he's going to. So if you can kind of keep him out of the game, because that's also the the thing that I saw correlative to all of the losses that Kansas City had during the year is that they kept Kelsey in check. It kept him under a hundred yards. Um, there was some where he, I think most of them, he was the ones that he lost. Most of them, he scored. Um, there was one, he did 65, 50. He still had seven catches, but he only had 50 yards. 
and then um, another one that was right around 40 or 50. So when you can keep that guy in check and then that's his safety valve, I think that gives you also the best shot because he's such a dangerous weapon. He's the X factor. I think he's what throws it off. We know that Tyree kill is fast, but that's pretty much it. It's not like he's running these immaculate, super dope routes on you all the time. He's just faster than everybody else. So if he, if you, you can account for that by putting a safety over the top, but if you can effectively defend Kelsey, it makes it very, very tough um, for, for him when he doesn't have his safety valve. So, that's one thing that they need to look at for sure. Definitely. And that's easier said than done when we're talking about Travis. Absolutely. And <laughs> that dude is a beast, man. And then uh, Patrick Mahomes ability to just get the ball where it needs to be is just crazy to me. I, I mean, um, on the flip side of that, what do you think KC needs to do to win this game? What does KC need to do to win this game? I think that they also need to get to the running game. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that San Francisco is truly susceptible to the run, maybe even a little bit more so than Kansas City has been recently. Um, yeah, let's remember that Kenyon Drake game. Oh, yeah. When Kendr- Kenyon Drake went off for 200 yards on them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> His first game as a Cardinal, like I think he got traded like two days before. Right. You know the game plan, but he just ran all over them fools. Ran, went ham on them. And um, then you also look at the the ability of Damian Williams. I think Damian Williams has a lot of great ability because he can catch and he can run between the tackles. He's, and he's very pretty quick. much fresh because they were using a committee all year right. until the end of the season when they kind of started unleashing him, which is very similar to what they did last year as well. Right, right. So definitely um, – I think that that is going to be a big key for them. I think if they can not necessarily have to rely on Mahomes every single play, I think that's going to give them a lot more of open availability and it opens the playbook a little bit more. You're not in just straight passing situations every single time. Um, I think that they need to, I think they're going to need to chip a lot of these defenses. I think they're going to be super aggressive on defense. San Francisco is going to be, um, you know, both Bosa coming at the edge and then Buckner on the edge as well. Um, this is going to be a true test. So they're going to need some help. They're going to need to be bumping some of those guys to get him kind of going and then, you know, do some flat throws to the, to the, to the flats and make them beat you that way. Beat, you got to beat them laterally. Um, I think the saints had the best game plan against them because they were doing that, they went laterally and then that opened up the down the field because they were moving so much in between the tackles left and right that they couldn't beat their speed on the outside like that. And that's even with the guys like Richard Sherman and stuff like that on the defense. Um, I think uh, the key to the play is feed, feed Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah. I think Travis Kelsey, if they feed him and he goes off for over a hundred, they win that game. It's, uh, you know, they got Kittle on the other side for San Francisco. So I could say that's also the same thing. They need to feed Kittle, but they also, they know then to expect that that's going to come Travis Kelsey the same way. Um, and I think he, to me, he, to me is always their X factor. Like I, there's very many athletes out there. There's not very many athletes out there, especially in the tight end position that can do what Travis Kelsey does. He can block very well. He's actually very quick for his, for his size. He can run routes very well. He has pretty solid hands. There's been some drops lately kind of watching um, what we've seen before uh, just over those last two games in the playoffs. They had some drops early, but then he 
you know, he gets it together and, and he's tough. He takes shots. He's not afraid. He's going to run through the middle and he knows he's going to get hit, um, but he's going to catch that ball. So feed Travis Kelsey. Um, and then Mahomes, I think Mahomes can use his legs. If Mahomes can also use his legs, I think that's a very underrated part of Mahomes that he didn't have to use as much this year was his yeah, legs. He also dislocated his kneecap for a while. So, he, Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, he did. So when he missed, but he missed those, what uh, I think it was like two games. He missed two games. That is crazy to me. Cause the, when I seen that injury happen, like I thought he was done for the year. Oh yeah. Me too. Anyone else would have been. Oh yeah. Anybody else would have been done. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have played at all. But I think even before then, and then even after then though, he wasn't really having to use his legs. I think he only ran for like, um, 300 yards or something like that on the season. Yeah. And so, before the, before the playoffs, he hadn't had a game of, uh, more than 50 yards since the game that he dislocated his knee. Right. Um, and I think that's probably scared him a little bit, but, but in the two playoff games, he has 53 yards in each of them. Yep. I was going to say that that run that he did in the, in the Houston game was, mm-hmm. was probably the, the best run I've seen or was no, that was that Tennessee, it was a Tennessee sorry. game, the Tennessee touchdown game. run. That yeah. Was, the that touchdown was the run best play of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, that to me is the X factor as well. If he's running like that, how can you stop them? How can you stop them? Literally there is, there is nobody really out there to match up. There's only so many pieces. It's 11 on 11, but the way that, the, that Andy Reid schemes, um, is is a big thing. And I think the last key to that game as well for Kansas City is Andy Reid cannot be outplayed by Kyle Shanahan. He can't. No, no. He can't. And, and it's it, uh, from seeing when the Chiefs arrived at the Super Bowl, it seems like they're all in on, on trying to win this for Andy. Uh, this is probably the most talented team he's had. I think Patrick Mahomes, when he's at his game, is the most talented quarterback passer I've ever seen in my life. He just yeah. does a crazy amazing things that you're just kind of shocked but after a while you're kind of numb to it because you're right. like <laughs> you're just like oh it's just Patrick Mahomes doing like Mahomes shit he just like, makes it look so easy like yeah I don't for know. real and, and, while limiting mistakes and just always just somehow making magic happen it's crazy uh, yeah his his level of the game and how he digests the game and how he breaks down defenses is just bar none, man. Like that dude is at the top of his game. Like Tom Brady, you know, those kind of guys, Peyton Manning, how they could just break down a, a, a defense. He does the same thing just with his throws and the plays that he makes on the run and everything else that he does. He plays at the highest of highest levels. And the um, crazy shit is too, if you watch him play, he never gets his eyes off of the defender. He's like never looking at the receivers. Right. He just knows where they are. But I didn't notice that a lot defenders. last game. Yeah. And it's, it's just incredible. It's just, I've never seen it before. <laughs> yeah. Cause he'll be looking at, he'll be looking at the linebacker the whole entire time. And then at the last second, he, he makes this, this quick look, but the throw at the same time. And it's a sidearm weird throw 50 40 yards to Travis Kelsey or something like I'd be like yo how the fuck did he do that uh he did it a lot this last game against Tennessee he was doing it like he was just looking the guys off 
the whole entire time. And he trusted where his receivers is at. He could just throw it and it was there and it was accurate too. It wasn't like it was an off ball. Like I watched the uh, skills challenge, the, uh, I watched that yesterday mm-hmm. morning and I'm sitting here watching Lamar throw and, and Deshaun <laughs> throw and those guys are terribly inaccurate. Oh my God. I didn't realize how bad they were until I was watching it. Like those guys are wildly inaccurate. That wouldn't be Mahomes. Like he probably would have hit all of those targets. Like he would have broke all those targets within that minute watching them throw those. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy is just unreal, man. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm sorry. I'm going for San Francisco. <laughs> I don't care. Um, being a Bronco fan, I cannot, I, I just can't. And I've actually been getting into this. One guy said that he was a <laughs> on, on Facebook. He was like, he's a Broncos fan, lifetime Broncos fan, but he's rooting for the chiefs. I said, you're not a Broncos fan. Please revoke your fan. Pass. Uh, revoke your fan passer because I don't Broncos care. ain't playing this game. So it don't matter. We, we not, but I'm definitely not going to go for somebody in my division. That's just yeah. like, you would never go for Aaron Rodgers. If it was Green Bay in there, you would not be going for Green Bay. (laughs) It would depend on who they were playing because I might be betting on Green Bay. So would you say Green Bay over over New England? This year? No, if I'm just saying like in general, like if Green Bay and New England played, if they were if they were playing for the Super Bowl this year, you would you would say that you would take Green Bay over New England? It depends on what the points was. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not talking about betting. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just I'm saying about betting. making no money. I'm saying if the bet is right and I have to bet on Green Bay in the game, I will. I oh, gonna. of course, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just like who you would actually personally love to see win. That's that's just being smart. You're gonna go for whoever you think. Is that's what I'm going. For. I'm, I'm going. I I'm rooting for whoever's gonna make me a dollar. <laughs> who's winning the bet? Who's winning the bag? <laughs> who's, exactly. I whoever puts a dollar in my pocket, that's who I'm rooting for. And it might be Aaron Rodgers. That that puts you know money into my bankroll, but ah <laughs> uh, man, even then it's so hard. Like yeah, I I would definitely if it was the other way around or something like that, and I had to go Kansas City, like. I would bet on it for sure, but I mean, just rooting for it, like, no, I yeah. secretly hate it. Like, there's no, there's no way around it. There's no way that I could ever vote for them to to actually win it. Because first of all, I don't want to hear any of these Kansas City fans. Cause they're gonna be running their mouth for forever. Hey, they ain't won one in. They ain't been to one in fifty <clears throat> years, man. Yeah. So you ain't never heard one talking. Uh, oh, that's all I hear now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm They've just been saying, coming you out the woodwork. Never, you ain't never heard one really talking. Yeah, no, n- never. Because they have no way to back it up, and that's that's what I <laughs> that's what I don't want. Though I don't want them to be coming back because then they'll only be one behind us. But they only win one, man. So because oh, how Mahomes is, is playing right now, if they Mahomes win this year, in the bag, and then they can't get nobody else, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. So, so you better root that they win it now instead of they win it five of the next six years. Yeah, we were talking about that. We actually had a conversation about that. Uh, Paul and I was kind of talking about you know getting the bag because he's he's gonna he's gonna be the next two hundred. He's gonna be the first two hundred million dollar man. Yeah, he's, he's getting, definitely he gonna be that guy. Forty mil. He's getting forty mil a year, probably starting next year. For sure. And my biggest argument to that is, you know, while I I could be excited to be that guy, but if you can't afford to keep your guys around you who's going to make you successful, then it's not worth it to me. But some guys are looking to the bag um, and, and probably made a valid point, you know, 10 years from now, you could be forgotten. You could blow out a knee or whatever, and you can never play again. Um, at least he's got the bag to kind of like secure his family for the for generations to come. And I get that, too. I'm just like, you know, after I look at what he gets with endorsements and everything else, 
bro, I'm taking, I'll, I'll take 160, 180, and we can flip everything else or figure everything else out to make sure that cats get paid so then we stay successful. Because uh, you're going to have to pay cats unless you got that window, unless you're good with working with the window and, you know, you got a lot of guys on rookie contracts and stuff like that. But I know Travis Kelsey's coming up. I know Tyreek Hill is going to come up. Um, yeah. You know, you got to pay those dudes and you got to at least keep a couple of those weapons. You ain't got to keep everybody, but you're going to have to keep a couple um, to still be successful. So um, as much as I'd hate to see Kansas city win, um, I'm, I'm definitely going for San Francisco. I, I just am very, I'm very much a realist in the fact that I, I could see it going either way. Um, and definitely Kansas city has, has the pieces to make a run for at least the next couple of years. That's what scares me the most. Um, I feel like they have the, the length, they have everything that they need to be able to make a run for the next couple of years. Yeah. And I, I'm, I agree. It's going kind of to be a close game. It can go either way. Totally think San Francisco can, you know, if you played it out a thousand times, it would probably be close to 50 50 as to who wins this game. Um, but I'm just rooting for Andy Reid. I really like Andy Reid. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him as a coach. He took a lot of mid Eagle teams to the promised land. Uh, back up <laughs> Brian Dawkins. <laughs> and right. like those defenses were nasty, though. Yeah, they probably did have some of the best defenses out there. They definitely were on on the top when it comes to that. They had just like you said, Brian Dawkins. He was out there hitting cats. Um, that secondary was cold as shit. And yeah, then he I, did have To. Um. <laughs> yeah, but for like a, a year though. And, but they made the run though. They made it. They made yeah, it. They made it to the Super Bowl. Just that uh, To broke his foot. <laughs> McNabb was puking in the trash can. He was probably hungover from the night before. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> But I mean that Andy Reid hustled, man. He, he always worked hard in game. Sometimes he's made a lot of foolish mistakes, but I think as a strategist of the NFL, he's always kind of been one step ahead of the game. He's uh, he's an old school cat, but he definitely doesn't play old school type of football. He's always adapted to the times. Right. Um, never been scared to try new things and not scared to give the keys to Patrick Mahomes when he's like 22 years old or whatever last year and, and becomes the MVP by, you know, basically molding the team's strategy around its strength, which was this quarterback. Right. Who, who basically out of nowhere just takes the league by storm on a record breaking pace. Yeah. Nobody thought he was going to be the way that he, you know, be as good as he is. I mean, there was some inklings, but, he had losing records at Texas Tech. So it wasn't like he was winning games. Um, so it was kind of hard to see that talent, but Andy Reid saw that MVP, talent. Like you wouldn't right. think he's going to be the MVP this year, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Absolutely. Season, you know? Absolutely. And the way that he, uh, like you said, he kind of stepped in and took the, the, the league by storm. Um, I, I think it really showed that, Andy Reid knows what he's doing and he knows how to really find and, and get the best out of his quarterbacks and players and everybody that he brings uh, on to the team. Uh, the offense itself is ran flawlessly. And as you said, adapted, I, I feel like he's transcended part of the game to be able to do the things that he does with, with Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes has set a record for most touchdowns through two years. 
clearly. Like, everybody saw their first two years. Like, everybody saw Peyton's first couple years. Peyton was not that great early on. Um, We saw Drew Brees' early career. Like, literally all the GOATs. They didn't have great years except for Tom Brady Um, because Tom stepped in and saved the day. But when you look at all those guys' you know, stuff, I mean, he's doing astronomical shit. Like, guys aren't doing what he does. Like, Lamar's right there right now in his first couple of years. Um, he, he's right there, too. He just does it differently, but they got knocked out. They're, they're ousted. Um, Kansas City has pretty much, def- like, literally dominated their way to the, in the, the Super Bowl. Like Especially it, in the playoffs, they really turned it back to that level they were playing at last season. It's yeah. like, um, you know, Mahomes was injured. So they kind of, I'm not saying they put their foot off the gas or anything like that, but they were kind of holding back to their full potential. Even like I mentioned earlier, they're holding back Damian Williams, um, kind of throwing LaShawn McCoy in the mix. But now LaShawn McCoy has been inactive for three or four games in a row and they've just been feeding it to Damian Williams. So they really, yeah. they really kind of held everything together to, to be at their playing their best football right now. And their best football is like historic level offense type of shit that they're Hell capable yeah. of doing at any, any moment. And um, I think Andy Reid's like top five in most wins as a coach. Yeah. NFL history. Yep. And he's never won a Super Bowl. He's the most winningest coach without a Super Bowl ring. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely is. So I'm kind of rooting for Andy. I've always liked him. Um, he always seemed like a pretty fair and, and a pretty good dude and also kind of the right mix of being a player's coach, but also being kind of a disciplined coach. Yeah. His you know, coach. you know, what's funny about Andy Reid is he looks exactly like his mentor. It's the funniest shit ever. I used to get him <laughs> and Mike Holmgren mixed up all oh, the time because yeah. they're exactly the same. <laughs> like coming from the Holmgren style and everything like that and watching yeah. him. He looks exactly like that dude right now, as Mike Holmgren did back in the nineties in Green Bay. Like yeah. he looks exactly like that. It's so does. funny. It is, man. They, <laughs> you know that fool could tell you where the best steakhouse in America is. Absolutely. <laughs> you could tell they'd be eating good. Even on the night of when winning the AFC championship, he said, you know what? I just got me a good burger and went to bed. Yep. <laughs> but that's real. We didn't man. celebrate. That's real. He'd be looking like the Kool-Aid man sometimes. Yeah, for real. Polo bro. <laughs> with his big old Yosemite, uh, Yosemite Sam, big ass mustache. It's just thick <laughs> right there. You know what I mean? It didn't curl up, but he got that big thick part was right there um, on his face. It's so funny. Um, what do you yeah, think, I, I like what Andy think- Reid though. What do you think Andy Reid's favorite Super Bowl party food would be? Uh, he looks like a chicken wing kind of guy. You think he'd go for the chicken wings first? I feel like he's the, a chicken wing kind of guy. Or, or a the, sub sandwich, like a hoagie or ribs. something. The ribs? Oh, if ribs were there, hell yeah. I'd be first on the ribs. Fuck everything else. <laughs> I, I'm going straight for the ribs. If, if there's ribs there, we're there. I'm getting wings too, but after I get the ribs. <laughs> like, let me get half a rack right here. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the question of the day, who do you got? Who are you taking? I see that the um, the spread is Chiefs at uh, one and a half, minus one and a half. Uh, the money line has the Chiefs at minus 125, the 49ers at plus 105, the over-under is 53. 53. Who do you got? Man, um, 
I kind of like the over at 53, but I could see it being a low scoring game. I think if it got to like 55, I would bet the under. But yeah. I like the Chiefs, man. I like I like Andy Reid getting it. Um, kind of reminds me of the Dick Vermeil situation, but kind of in reverse in a way. Like Dick Vermeil was dope with the Chiefs, but never really good enough. Right. Um, but then he goes to the Rams and wins a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And now Andy Reid has the chance, you know, coming from the Eagles, having a long legacy of, of winning the Eagles. A crazy thing too, Andy Reid been a coach for 19 years in the league and he's only had two losing seasons. That's wild. That's incredible, Damn. man. Hell yeah. Like that's, a, uh, that's really incredible. <laughs> he's only had two losing seasons. Yeah. And they were like within a four year span, I think right before he got fired from Philly. I think even uh, Mike Shanahan has had a worse, worse than that. I think he's oh, had yeah. three because he had those with the the Redskin years were not good. Redskins and and the after John years too. Oh yeah, yep. The year right after. <laughs> the Jake Plummer years were good. The Brian Greasy years were kind of rough. Yeah, that's those were the rough. The right after, <laughs> the, the like the the two years after. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. It's one of those things, man. Like, uh. I think I think all of the things are playing right, um, but I, I want to take San Francisco. But in yeah, the back no, of my I head, KC is there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand, man. I'm just saying, I, Andy Reid's the the guy I would love to see hold that trophy up more than anybody else in this game. For um, sure. Just a, you know, my own personal opinion. He's given it, you know, his life to the game of football, and he's been a great innovator in the game. Um, and it's just great to see his potential as a coach unleashed with the talent of Patrick Mahomes. So it's yeah. cool. But yeah, I'm going to pick the, I'm going to pick the over and I'm going to pick the chiefs to win. Okay. Um, got a couple prop bets here. Tell me what you think. Patrick Mahomes over under 300 yards. Over. Over. Yep. I agree on that one here. Over under two touchdown passes. Over. All right. The under's the favorite on that, actually. Surprisingly. Really? Yeah. They don't think he's going to throw more than two touchdowns? I don't think it's going to be that low scoring, man. I feel like we're going for a shootout. That's what I think. I think it just seems like a KC, like when they have really dope games, those put up 28 points in a quarter and then kind of, you know, maybe score another three or six in the right. other three quarters. They're a tough team to hold down for all four quarters, but if you can do right. it, you can do it. But if you can't do it, then they're probably going to put up at least three touchdowns in one of the quarters on you, and it's going to have to be a shootout at that point. Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo over under 240 yards passing. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I feel like he has to get the over to win this game, but – I don't think he'll get there, so I'm going to take the under. Okay. Uh, Raheem Mostert, over under 77 rushing yards. Over. Damian, I feel like their run game is going to run – I think they might run for like 200 total yards. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the game plan going into it. It's got Damien Damien Williams over under 51 rushing yards. Over. Uh, that, that one could be tough because I, I feel like they can use him and they're going to use him in the passing game too. So, I mean, he's going to get, he's going to get a lot of touches. He'll get a lot of reps. Um, 
I feel like he can break big big runs against them though. So I, I will take the overall bet. Uh, Travis Kelsey over under seventy four receiving yards. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take the over on that. Yeah, that's a good number, seventy four. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. That's why I was like, oh, that's such a tough one because yeah, you, he can be the under and still be effective. Like he can still have like seven receptions for seventy four yards and two touchdowns. Like that's still a, do- a dope ass game. Like, <laughs> yeah, they got the total receptions for Kelsey at six point five over or under. That's a good one too. That is a good one. Uh, I feel like they're gonna pass it to him a lot, so I will at six and a half. That's rough. Um, yeah, I can see him going seven receptions, so I'll take the over. That's a risky one, though. What about George Kittle, 72 over under receiving yards. I feel like under because they haven't, they've been underutilizing him. And so, unless they're going to make, really make him a game plan and use him like how Kansas City uses Kelsey, he's definitely going to get the under. Receiver in yards for the 49ers Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, or George Kittle? I feel like Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's going to be the hero. Okay. He's got the veteran leadership. He's playing. He played 17 games this season in the regular yep. season. Um, coming off an Achilles injury. So really tremendous season. He's had to, to overcome that injury, come back earlier than most people do from that and play 17 games in a regular season and be back in a Super Bowl. Yeah, man. And I think he got uh, – he's already got like almost 600 yards or so from the games that he played with San Francisco. So, I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty dope. <laughs> In a short amount of time, he's been really effective. Um, I feel like he is the X factor. He, he does bring that veteran leadership. He's been to the game. He's been to the ship. He's a reliable receiver. He catches the ball. He hardly drops passes. He's, he's got really great hands. Um, I feel like they're going to key in on Debo as far as like the defense. So I really think it's going to be up to Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, okay. Who do you think leads the chiefs in receiving Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, or well, I'll just say other. Yeah. Just say other. Cause it, it could, could randomly be, wa- be, it could be Watkins or Hardman or Robinson. Right. So. Um, you know, that's kind of hard just because I, I know what Kelsey's ability is and I know how they use them, and he can easily go for 120, 150. But Tyreek Hill makes the plays. Um, so I'm going to say uh, Tyreek Hill has, has the – he leads the team in yards. I think he'll get over 100. Yeah, I think it comes down to game flow, really. If the Chiefs dominate the game from, from bell to bell, it's going to be – Kelsey, obviously, that'll that'll have that. But if they're playing from behind, I think it's more likely that Tyreek Hill pops off. Uh, well, yeah, and it, it, the, the biggest thing about it, though, is that it only takes one play. It only takes him, you know, a few misses for Tyreek Hill to get a score, and it could be a yeah. big one. They could use him in a screen play. They could use him in a just going down the field, and he beats everybody, and they're not paying attention somehow. You know, something like that. I feel like they're going to key in on that just because they know, like, hey, you can't let this guy beat you, but He's just naturally a freak. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, especially like, you know, other being in the mix, one of those dudes can always pop off too. 
Yeah, probably just like, just just like last easily, game. Just as easily as as Tyreek Hill can. Like Sammy For Watkins sure. can be a threat or Hardman or Robinson. Even though Hardman and Robinson, they've been kind of they kind of hit a, a wall at the latter part of the season. Uh, yeah. Sammy Watkins kind of, you know, he shows up once out of every 20 games anyway. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. Like Went off the first career. game of the season and hasn't done anything yeah. since. <laughs> that's, that's how his career has been though. Like there's been glimmers of brilliance. And right. Other than that, like a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> Pretty much all you know, duds. He's yeah. He's, he's more likely he's, to get ten yards than he is to get a hundred and fifty, but he can easily get a hundred fifty. Oh, absolutely. And I, I and I honestly think uh that's what's always plagued his career because he could have always been so good, but he just never lived up to his potential. He's definitely a top ten bust. Um, at least in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of tough though, because uh some of his situations he's been double teamed. Obviously he's he's not good like that he can smoke you but other than that like he's not the guy being picked as high that he was though i would expect him to be that good yeah for sure but he just isn't (laughs) i I mean that's just the that's just the answer he just isn't (laughs) (laughs) okay so um last pick then who do you think is going to be the super bowl mvp super bowl mvp if kansas city wins patrick mahomes if um, San Francisco. San Francisco wins. I actually am going to say it's going to be Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa. Sorry, Nick, Nick Bosa. Bosa. Okay. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because I feel like if they're going to win too, he takes over the game. <laughs> like he takes over. Like he does like Von Miller shit. Yeah. He could have like five Super Bowl sacks. 50. Easy. Yeah. Five sacks, a uh, strip fumble. Like if he does that, I guarantee. And then they win. He, he'll definitely get it. Yeah. Doesn't matter um, what anybody else does. Yeah, great call. Good call there, man. I would say uh, if San Fran wins it, it'll probably be, I'll say Brita. Okay. Uh, and if the Chiefs win, yeah, I'm, I got to say Patrick Mahomes because yeah. I think he, he can easily put up records. If he gets four touchdown passes, he'll have the record for most touchdowns in a single playoffs. No one's ever got 12. Oh, wow. Oh, I think that's, I think that's totally possible. He's at eight. I think that's totally possible. Like he could get that in a quarter. Like I I said earlier, he did do that in the second quarter against Houston in the divisional round. Um, Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's going to be a shootout because like, I don't, I don't see San Francisco getting out to a, to an early lead, like how um, Houston did, but I do see, I do see them like just going down the field and they're striking like, and he's throwing all that shit. Um, whether it be a screenplay to Damian Williams, whatever that still counts as a throwing touchdown. So, you know, he's, I feel like they're going to get a lot of that. Um, we, we saw it last game against Tennessee, you know, uh, Damian Williams was very effective and he, he caught, uh, he caught a touchdown and then Travis Kelsey had what two two him, himself and, you know, it's, <clears throat> I think that's how it's kind of going to go. I feel like that's kind of how it's going to go. And I think he'll easily get four touchdowns. Yeah, I could definitely see it too. Another thing that I always kind of look at is, is people that are driven by adversity. And um, I always kind of give an edge to teams, you know, when I pick them to win or when I bet on them, if, if they have overcome some adversity, because I believe every team's got to face it 
to become right. a truly great team. And the Chiefs last year were so dominant. Uh, Mahomes was the MVP. And I think they they saw that adversity when they blew it in the playoffs and lost in overtime to the Patriots in the yeah. AFC Championship. And I think that that adversity kind of drew them this season. And during the season itself, just to get to the playoffs, they they felt dealt with some adversity. You know, Mahomes missed two games. Um somehow miraculously i mean he just showed us that he wasn't human at that point by only missing those two games for real it still blows my mind yeah um like i never seen nobody pop their knee back into place and come back two weeks later right exactly <laughs> Ever. and almost came back the week the week after it happened like they he was almost gonna play like that following sunday mm-hmm. like what the fuck yeah no, just popped was, his knee out <laughs> right i don't i think he was back in practice by the before the next game even it's just crazy right. man um so i think that gives them the edge the 49ers haven't had the they haven't been in a position where they had to deal with that kind of, of a loss. And so that also I think would give me the edge for the chiefs in this game is yeah they got that. They just been playing with that fire all playoffs. Yeah. They got a chip. They got a chip on their shoulder because they, they barely lost last year. And, if it and wasn't they understand for how hard it is to win it. Absolutely. I mean, if it wasn't for that offsides call, they would have been on, they would have went to the Super Bowl last year. So, right. I mean, they were that close already. Um, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to hate watching this game just, just because of it, but I am going for San Francisco for uh baby Shanahan, um, Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders boy. and John Lynch. At least those are from, those are Bronco ties, Bronco, former Bronco players. I'd love to see Emmanuel get another one. So just like you have for Andy Reed, hopefully getting his first one, I wouldn't mind seeing Emmanuel getting his second one. Yeah. I wouldn't be too mad. Um, then I got to hear from these 49er fans. Yeah. You got to hear from them too. And then I'm just, I'm just going to be living in the, in the fact that we should have hired Kyle Shanahan first instead of Vance Joseph. So I feel the same way at that point when it comes to something like that, <laughs> as I've been living that dream, that's this nightmare uh, for the last four years, wondering when we're going to wake up. So <laughs> man, it's been rough to be a Niners fan for a while before that too but Kansas City too game, Kansas City too it's yeah I mean it's been Joe Montana was the last person to take them to the to the to playoffs for who's Kansas Joe Montana City. rooting for oh you know he's definitely going for the Chiefs <laughs> is he <laughs> I think he's I think he's going for the Chiefs Oh, man. Just because of just he he's still a little salty. Is he wearing the half and half jersey on the, at the Super Bowl? <laughs> he might. <laughs> I feel like Joe. That's a good question. I wonder if they've asked him that. I'm pretty sure they have, and I don't see anything on it. But that'd be hilarious. Yeah. No, he hasn't said which team he's rooting for. He said either way, his team's gonna win. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the best answer he can give because he doesn't want to be uh, officially banned for forever from the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, I think you know they still got him show up to events and stuff like that. I don't think yeah. I don't I don't see him at no Chiefs events. Right. <laughs> like he didn't I just think he's still salty Chiefs, from but. when they transferred when they traded him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, <laughs> got rid of him so quick for Joe for young. Hey. Steve Young came in and stole his thunder. So I either way, they should guy. just ha- they should have him give the trophy, right? Either way. Absolutely. I think they should. Either way. 
Come on. We need to see Joe in the post game either way. <laughs> but, but I don't want to see the half and half jersey. I'm a fucking <laughs> right. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. That'll be so funny. <laughs> What's the over under on Booger McFarlane messing up? Or actually, he's uh, not doing it because it's Fox, huh? Yeah, it's Fox, oh lucky. Man. Thank God. We got. Aikman. I don't know. That means I got to deal with Joe Buck. Fuck Aikman and Joe Buck, dude. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, that might be just as bad. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I don't want to listen to those two fuckers all day either. Uh, yeah, those fucking <laughs> man. Those are the worst. Yeah, they're the worst. Top three worst for sure. When know, you talk though, about man. actually, yeah, Booger McFarland is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst, man. Especially the memes, they're the worst too. Oh yeah, for sure. The little Booger McFarland memes. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to pretend to be him, like, and it's never as funny as what the shit he really says is. Right, because he and, says the most wild shit. <laughs> and the the thing is, though, everyone forgets how. Like Emmett Smith was the OG at that shit. Right. At the Booger McFarland shit. Like. <laughs> That's why they left him off of normal, uh, <laughs> off of regular TV and put him on the NFL network and said, you can be on here where people are paying premium to listen to you. <laughs> Man, it was, I, fuck. I wonder if I could find this thread. Um, yeah. I found the thread here. <laughs> they had a thread of like, this is shit that Emmett Smith actually said. A thread of real quotes from the NFL's all-time leading rusher. <laughs> yeah, this is good. <laughs> he, he gets the ball to their third read than most quarterback can. <laughs> that that offense sure does do look good. But that offense sure <laughs> does do look good. Oh my god, <laughs> that CTE set in for sure. The leadership definitely have to come from the leaders. That's a double negative. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that derail a football team is a thing called the injury bugs. <laughs> Not only does he have the NFC East record for touchdowns, but also the team record. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Manning has been given the rice of passage. <laughs> the rice of passage. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, wow. <laughs> you hear Andy Reid going online and saying McNabb is my starting quarterback. <laughs> you hear Andy Reid going online. <laughs> <laughs> the, here's the best one. The first three years was a transitional year for him. <laughs> some of boogers though too my family can tell you i'm not really a guy that likes roller coasters i don't like going on ferris wheels i've got six feet rule i like my feet no more than five six feet from the ground at all times <laughs> like what does that even mean dog like where are you talking about this <laughs> these diva wide receivers want to go to the bathroom as a defensive lineman we didn't go to the bathroom <laughs> He's got all, yo. <laughs> he said, I remember when he said the, the Minnesota Vikings have suffered many things in this stadium, such as the Minneapolis miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, he has the worst shit ever, man. I can't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like that, that's a dude they should have fired mid season, but I don't know. It was crazy. They, 
at first they had him like sitting in that thing last year. (laughs) 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 They had him in, remember that the booger mobile? Oh yeah. He was was like blocking people's view and shit. (laughs) It was like the good seats too. Like if you was sitting, you were sitting like in the first 10 rows, dude, you couldn't see the game because fat booger sitting there on on this weird ass machine. Like, I don't know why he can't stand at the sideline if that's what he's going to be doing. But they got him in like this weird ass chair <laughs> that they're rolling him around in. <laughs> what was that, man? And then Jason Witten, man, and Booger made us forget real quick how terrible Jason Witten was in the booth. Yeah. look this one this is one of the most infamous ones if the offense can't go 10 uh can't get 10 yards in four plays they will need to either go forward or put (laughs) 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 like bro yeah that's 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 how football works (laughs) 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 the most trivial shit ever like come on doug (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when, did oh he win God. two titles with was he on the Tampa Bay team too I think he was on the Tampa he was Bay on the team Col- he was on the Colts team right that yeah one? it's crazy crazy CTE, if Jason yeah. Garrett and the entire staff of the Cowboys are all fired today then the coaches will not have jobs and the Cowboys will have no coaches <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've been dealing with all year. Oh, man, we got to make, like, our not-so-top ten. He would have probably all ten of those. I would just make them all Booger (laughs) McFarlane quotes. (laughs) Hilarious. Well, y'all, make sure that y'all like, share, subscribe. Uh, This has been the episode of the Super Bowl. So, yeah, Leave us your comments. Let us know who you think is going to win. Yeah, let um, us know what your favorite Super Bowl snacks is. Yeah, because, you know, I'm going to be smoked out. So regardless, <laughs> I know what snacks I'm going to have. There better be ribs. Uh, man, that'd be fantastic. It's probably going to be nachos, bro. Oh, man. Something I like see, that. I seen the homie who's a 49ers fan said that he ain't having any barbecue at his party because barbecue is Kansas City food, so they're just having Mexican (laughs) food. (laughs) He said because that's Kansas City food. He said because that's Kansas City food. (laughs) They do have better barbecue than Cali probably does. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's wild, bro. (laughs) They got the best barbecue sauce barbecue. Oh, yeah, for sure. One of them, for sure. I think Carolina's got them beat, too, with that vinegar, that vinegar-style barbecue. That vinegar-style barbecue? Yeah. And then Memphis be running, like, the dry rub Yeah, barbecue. Memphis is good, too. I love Memphis barbecue. Actually, St. Louis barbecue probably got the best, though. St. Louis barbecue? Which is basically Kansas City, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, same difference. <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri. I mean, they got the same That's shit. the people that can't afford to live in Kansas City. Yeah, pretty much. In St. Louis. You get you get hot in her. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what your favorite kind of barbecue is. Tell us who you think is going to win the football championship game. Yes, sir. Uh, make sure you go to taketheantidote.com. Uh, follow us on uh stitcher apple Podcasts, all of that make sure you get the notifications set up so every time we drop an episode it lets you know hey we available so you know we coming at you this week hey y'all have a great rest of your week and we'll catch up after the super bowl
This has been Take the Antidote, the Antidote podcast show. I'm DJ Craftmatic. That's Polly Dubs. Bye, guys. Please subscribe. Please leave us a five-star review. TakeTheAntidote.com.